Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the newest edition of the House of Chayton podcast. I am, of course, your host, Chayton. This is episode 36 for Saturday, March 11th, 2023. It's going to be a long one, not because we have a lot to talk about, even though we do, but I recorded, of course, an hour-long, could say interview, but I we were covering the Kids' Choice Awards. Now, I am not I have not seen the Kids' Choice Awards for many many years. However, I do have an analyst, a good friend of mine. I would uh, call him by his YouTube name, but I am going to butcher it, so I'm going to call him my good friend Brendan Beauregard. And he is my Kids' Choice Awards analyst. So that is about an hour long, and we'll be uh, that will be later on in the episode. But for now, before we get into the box office report and the physical media report, of course we have to talk about something that I've been needing to regarding. Uh, so I've been mentioning a couple for a couple weeks now regarding social revolt. Luckily, that has been resolved. Not only has it been resolved, I've got my money back. I spoke to the owner. He has offered me complimentary tickets to meet Jake the Snake for free in July. So, much appreciated. I am. I appreciate the them uh, finally. We're finally on the same page and all that good stuff. So, that was one thing I wanted to say. Now, let's get into the box office report for this week, the weekend of March 3rd through the 5th. Number one was Creed 3 with $58 million. Currently, it has $114 million, so very impressive. I've still not seen it yet. I need to just have a movie day where I just see all the movies I've missed so far. Number two, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania with $12.8 million. That has made $456 million worldwide. Number three, Cocaine Bear with $11.1 million. That has made $56 million, so happy for that. Number five, Jesus Revolution, or number four, Demon Slayer. The new Demon Slayer movie, I'm not going to pronounce what the rest of the word. To the vi- Swordsmith Village. It's made $10.1 million. Number five, Jesus Revolution at $8.5 million. Number six, Avatar The Way of Water with $3.6 million. Number seven, Operation Fortune with $3.1 million. That opened up this weekend as well. Number eight, Puss in Boots Last Wish with $2.7 million. Number nine, Magic Mike's Last Dance with $1.1 million. And then finally with 80 for Brady at number 10 for open, or um, coming in at $885,000. So that is your... Box office report for this week, and let's get into the physical media report. And not a lot in regards to big-time news in regards to, like, that type of stuff. We do have some release dates for certain films that are coming out. A for Brady, I just mentioned that will be coming to us from Paramount on Blu-ray on May 2nd. Marlowe is coming to us from Universal on April the 18th. And... Jesus Revolution will be coming to us on uh, Blu-ray from Lionsgate on April 25th. Not too much to talk about this week, but we are going to be talking about what is coming out this week, the week of March 14th. We got some good stuff. We've got Dragon Ball Super Superheroes coming to us on Blu-ray, which I'm very much excited for. I really enjoyed the 
course, the movie. I saw it last year in um, theaters. A Man Called Otto, which came out earlier this year. That will be coming out on Blu-ray. The Whale will be coming to us from Lionsgate on Blu-ray. That I am actually looking forward to picking up. Prince of Egypt is coming to us on 4K. Streets of Fire is coming to us on 4K with uh, from Shout Select. Alice Darling is coming to us from Blu-ray, which I did not get a chance to see it, so I will have to pick up the Blu-ray soon and check it out. From Synapse, we got Phenomenon, which I believe, yes, a Dario Argento movie. Synapse does a great job on their 4Ks. The Core will be coming to us from four, on 4K from Paramount. And Glorious, very bizarre movie coming from uh, RJLE Films. Uh, or RLJE from uh, and also it's a Shutter original, so really enjoyed that one. Razorbacks also coming to Blu-ray, and that looks like it's going to be it in regards to what is coming out this week. Now we have a big video game release coming, WWE 2K23, which I will be discussing next week's episode. We got some big releases on March 21st, so we'll be talking about that on next week's episode. So with that, we are going to get into the top three news items this week. So stay tuned. And now we are into the top three news items this week. Now, technically, one of them is a review kind of, but it's more my thoughts since it is not the finished game and all that good stuff. But first off, it's more gaming oriented this week. First off, we are going to talk about something I never expected to, to hear again, but Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi is back after a some gaming tournament they announced. No release date. We just got like a trailer showcasing the old Budokai Tenkaichi and a, and a um, video of Go, Goku turning into Super Saiyan or uh, what do you call it? Uh... It's not Super Saiyan God. Fuck, I can't remember the um, Super Saiyan Blue. And it is beautiful. If that is the graphics for this game, it looks gorgeous. They have not announced the release date. I don't think this game's not coming out probably for another year, maybe two. But I'm excited for it. I'm a big fan of the Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi games. Uh, what I would like, especially how, they, how vast the roster was in the previous games... And Budokai Tenkaichi was kind of like a successor to the Budokai games. I would like for them to go from, of course, the Saiyan Saga all the way to the Boo Saga, then to GT, then to, of course, what was it? Um, fuck, I can't think of it. Uh, the GT and then, of course, the Dragon Ball Super Saga. Even Dragon Ball. I know they did Dragon Ball in some, in some of the Budokai games, or Tenkaichi. So, very much looking forward to this. Can't wait. Next up, John Jonathan or John Berthal is returning as the Punisher for Daredevil: Born Again. This comes to us from the Hollywood Reporter. John Berthal is returning to his most punishing role. The actor will prize Frank Castle, aka anti-hero, the Punisher, Marvel Studios. Uh, let's see, Daredevil: Born Again for Disney Plus. Berthal joins Charlie Cox and Vincent Nofrio in the series, which begins shooting in New York this month. In a departure from other Marvel series, which come in at six or nine episodes per season, Born Again is planned as a whopping 18-episode epic. So I cannot wait for this. And, it, and the, the show is expected to come out in the spring of 2024. So 
Can't wait. I'm very interested how how John Berthold's character is going to be in this version, especially after we saw what with uh, Charlie Cox and She-Hulk. So very much looking forward to that. And finally, I played, of course, a little bit of Resident Evil 4. I played the game, the uh, Chainsaw demo. It got dropped this past week during a Cape Capcom showcase. Everybody was primarily in there for that. Really nothing else mattered. Except for we got some stuff for Street Fighter 6, which I'm looking forward to. But... It is just breathtaking. The graphics, the gameplay, and just the macabre of everything. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this, and and I've been I played it a couple of times since the because um, it's not a one shot demo like the previous demos. It's not a one shot. You can play as often as you like. Basically, I decided to pre order the game early. I was gonna wait till a week after release, but you know what? I'm I pre ordered it. I already got it. And you know what? I got through the 2K23 coming um, this coming week, which I will get my thoughts on next week. And then, of course, we have Resident Evil 4 Remake coming out the following week. So next two weeks are going to be very busy for me gaming-wise. I, I got Hogwarts Legacy. Don't to touch that. Probably won't touch the beginning of April. Also, for those of you wondering, Hogwarts Legacy on PS4 and Xbox uh, One got delayed until May. So just a little update for y'all bonus little thing in the top three so definitely check out the one shot demo it is available for all systems xbox uh, series s and x ps4 ps5 and i believe steam if i'm not mistaken so with that we are going to get into the results of the kids choice awards with my special annual analyst brandon Boagard. stay tuned All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have, uh, I promised some new changes on here on the podcast, on the House of Chain podcast, and slowly but surely I'm delivering them as, as time has gone on. And one of those things is, of course, we are going to have guests come in every so often to discuss certain topics that either maybe I'm not privy to or I'm not as experienced on, or that we can have a conversation about said topic. Well, to... Many of you who listen to this, and most of you are adults, so you may not uh, watch the Kids' Choice Awards anymore from Nickelodeon. Thought about doing this for for old for a uh, segment here, uh, especially since we are in award season as of late with the Oscars and all that other stuff. And I will be discussing that, of course, next week. But for here, we have the Kids' Choice Awards this year for the year of 2023, and I have a special guest who is my. Kids Choice Awards analyst who will go through all that. We will be reacting. I'll be reacting to the whole situation and all that good stuff. So my guess is time. Introduce yourself. Hello. Name is Emo Inuyasha. What's up? Yeah, so me and him go back. We used to uh, collaborate on uh, when I was doing stuff on YouTube many eons ago, seems like a lifetime ago, and so I wanted, and he will he will be the first of many that we'll have uh, in future segments here on this uh, this podcast, if you will. So we are here to talk about the Kids Choice Awards, the awards, the nominees, who won, who we think should have won, and all that good stuff in between. So, 
Imiwashu. I'm going to butcher that name, but you know what? I butcher names for a living on, on this podcast, but we are going to go through the first award and the nominees and who, and I guess we'll play a little game of who, who I'll take a guess who I think won, and then he will reveal the answer. Why not? So uh, I'll, call, I'll call him Emo for short. So Emo, we, we, you want to go with the first uh, category? Oh, so we're gonna so we're gonna do this for every category, or not? Yeah, if you want to, we'll we're, we'll we'll stretch we'll stretch this out. It's basically it's basically our uh, the first time doing this with a guest, so we're going to have hiccups here and there. So we're going to go off the cuff, so to speak. I don't know about every category because we also have we got a lot of like weird categories. Wait, yes, male creator and female creator but also favorite celebrity pet which is the which is weird oh wow now um if you can name the first the first uh, category i will take a moment while you go through it and i'll be right back in a moment okay okay So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm doing this. Uh, I'm looking at all of this on a wiki on Wikipedia, and I'm also going through. Uh, I also, while I was watching the Kids' Choice Awards, I was actually also taking note of things that happened happened on it. Uh, other than the awards. So, whoop. sorry, I have people like watching. So yeah, Nate Burleson and Charlie D'Amelio were the ho hosts for this year. Do I know who they are? Not exactly. I'm not quite aware aware of them. This is like, like Chance the Rapper, rapper and who almost did the 2021, but I didn't. Luckily, that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, okay. I gotta really focus on the category. Or um, so we have favorite. So we have favorite movie, going into the movies for the first of it. Oh yes, yes. This sh this show is primarily about uh, the podcast is primarily about movies, so I'm very curious what the favorite movie was. Okay. Usually when we usually when we do these, I always go over the nominees that didn't win and then say the winner. But we could do it that way. We could do it that way regarding that. Okay, good. So the ones that didn't win, uh, Top Gun, Maverick. That didn't win. Then Monster High, the movie. Jurassic World, Dominion. Hocus Pocus 2. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And Black Adam. And the other one that did not win, Avatar, The Way of Water. I'm shocked about a lot of those. Like, I would have figured Black Panther or um, Top Gun. Uh, but regarding, uh, if it was my pick, I would have voted for Top Gun. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2, I liked it, but not not compared to the original. Monster High, I didn't even know that thing was still around. 
And uh, what was it? Black Adam? I didn't like. So yeah. So like so what? So out of all those picks, what was the winner? The winner of the eight picks, and I just named the seven that didn't win. The winner was Sonic Two. I, like even though I think Top Gun Maverick is the better film, uh, since this is a kids' award, you know what? Sonic, Sonic Two, I, I love Sonic Two. I love both movies, so that one I can't complain about. Uh, I, like if you if you said like the Batman, I would have been like, how in the fuck is this being on a um, kids' show? Because the Batman, the most recent Batman movie, is not really. It's more. It's a very dark movie. So I was like. That I will be shocked by, but yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog two. I, I I'm down with that. I can I can uh, respect that. So we have one, at least at least one award so far that I don't have an issue with. We'll see if that trend continues. Um. Yeah. Like I said, I said Nate Burleson, Charlie D. Emilio. They hope they were the hosts. I again, I don't know who they are. Yeah, I don't like. Who were they again? That that's my question. Who are they? Yeah, it's like it's like yeah, I've never heard of them. Like you did such such a good job with Keenan Thompson last year, year as host, and now, or well, that wasn't last year. That was that was two years ago. Darn it! Oops. And then Miranda Cosgrove and shoot, who else did last year? Miranda makes sense due to her. Connection with uh, Nickelodeon, with of course iCarly, Drake and Josh, so on and so forth. Keenan, again, same with him, and and to me, he's a great host. So even without his uh, background with Nickelodeon, going back to what was it, all that, and then um, and then of course uh, Good Burger, all that good stuff. So like <clears throat> those things, don't like those two make sense. You mentioned about Chance the Rapper, and I'm like thinking. That's why I never understand, and go a little off cuff here for a second. A lot of these, like, they try to have these musical performances or these rappers for these kids' shows. If you listen to a lot of their music, you would not consider them kid-friendly. Now, to be fair, I've not listened to all of Chance the Rapper, so I'm not going to say I'm an enthusiast of his. However, of what I've heard, it's not really kid-friendly, so I always find that funny. Well, good news, he didn't, ho- he didn't host host that he actually hosted something else for the kids choice but the real kids choice host ended up being victoria justice okay that makes sense again the nickelodeon tie-in you know like i I like when they have even if they're like alumni because again they have that like we all know like like of drake and josh we know at least josh peck could host oh if he did that would that would be great yeah, too bad, too bad. Of course, with we won't go into detail, but if you know about Drake Bell, too bad uh, that that uh, what happened, what what he did. Otherwise, he'd be uh, they could do a Drake Just reunion on that show. But yep. But uh, so, what is the next award after that one? Uh, let's go to favorite movie actor because uh, Jim Carrey did not win from Sonic Two. Chris Hemsworth. That's surprising. Yeah, Chris Hem, Chris, sorry, Chris Hemsworth from Thor: yeah. and Thunder. Chris Pratt, Jurassic World Dominion. Ryan Reynolds, The Adam Project, 
and Tom Cruise, Top Gun Maverick. So none of those. So none of those won. Nope. The real winner was Dwayne Johnson and Black Adam. Yeah. See, first one I don't agree with. I just like, and I've talked about this on the podcast previously. My issue with 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 Dwayne Johnson and and Black Adam before even before even like came out was that he already basically plays a superhero in every movie he's in. He plays a larger than life character. Whether it's like even even if he's trying to play a geek, he's still a muscled up superhuman geek, you know. So like my issue with with that was that you know he's already played in multiple movies. This is he just is entitled a superhero, but. And then seeing Black Adam, and I will be completely honest, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. It is It was probably one of the more boring superhero movies I've seen in a long time, which, again, is the same. Because I've seen a good amount of super, even the cheesy, bad, so bad as good 90s movies from back in the day. So, um, but it is what it is. I can't, like, you know, uh, I personally, my, my preference on his performance Again, I just didn't find him that entertaining, which is funny because he's still one of the more entertaining people. Um, if I had to pick, out of pure entertainment sake, because again, this is a kid show. This is not like um, this is not like oh, acting quality. Because if it was acting quality, I would say top Tom Cruise. However, I would say probably my personal pick would have been Jim Carrey from Sonic, because I was thoroughly entertained by his performance. Could you imagine Dwayne Johnson actually did the 2009 Kids' Choice? Oh, yeah, I forgot. That was before he really got, like, he was in movies, yes, but that was, like, way, like right right before he, he really hit it big. It was, like, right, well, it was 2011, I believe, was right when he was, like, where, like, Fast Five came out, and then he basically was in every movie, every big franchise movie known to man. A lot of people have called him Franchise Viagra, which he is. Not, I wouldn't say as much as he used to be, because even in, in Black Adam, it didn't do well in the box office compared to what you thought it would do. But like what long time before, he used to be known as Franchise Viagra. You just put him in a franchise, and it'll boost it up. Then again, I think what I can't remember how much GI Joe Retaliation made. That was one that he was in. I, I have to I have to look look that up. Race to Witch Mountain is another thing he did. That's that's the only uh, one I saw at the time. Oh yeah, that was that was a good one. Uh, I remember he did that one. What did he do? The Tooth Fairy. Where he was one where he said two two. He did the game plan with the girl from uh, Cody in the House from Disney Channel. Corey in the House. Corey, Corey. I'm thinking him like. See, that's how long it's been since I've seen it. I don't even think that show's on Disney Plus, which is funny. They have That's So Raven on there, but I don't I'd have to double check if they have Corey in the house on Disney Plus. Because uh it's always weird when they have certain shows on there, but then let's say spin-offs or whatnot. Some spin-offs are on there. And it's not just Disney Plus, it's on any streaming service. They have some spin-offs and then they don't have others. It's it's weird how, how they do that. But uh, what is the next award? I'm going to go favorite movie actress. Ones that didn't win. 
Um, oh my. Now, I'm going to have a hard time saying these names. So, I'm going to... Uh-oh. Okay, so I'm going to... Let me see. I'm looking, I'm looking up the things right now as well so I can see. It's favorite actress, correct? Favorite movie actress, right. Okay. Let me go to... Creator, reality show, artist, breakout artist. I'm trying to avoid seeing any uh, any awards um, or the winners. Okay, so right, movie. All right, movie. Okay, here we go. All right. So uh, I'll read these. Okay, first off, first one was um, was. Uh, Lapita Nyong from Black Panther Wakanda Forever. These are the ones who did not win. Yep. Elizabeth Olsen from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Latita Wright from Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Natalie Portman from Thor Love and Thunder. Sarah Jessica Parker from Hocus Pocus 2. And your winner was Millie Bobby Brown from Anona Holmes 2. See, I'm even mispronouncing certain things. Hmm. Personally, me, I would have gone with Elizabeth Olsen from Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness. I've not seen the Holmes 2 movie. I didn't even know it was Holmes 1, so, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but um, those are those were the award or the uh, nominations and winner of the female actress or the movie actress. Favorite animated movie now. Okay. I got I got two of my picks, but let's see if either of them are in there and who won. We have Turning Red, The Bad Guys, Lightyear, Hotel Transylvania Transform Transylvania Transform Mania, and DC League of Super Pets. That those are ones that didn't win. Okay. The real winner, Minions: The Rise of Gru. I, I actually liked Minions Rise of Gru. However, what one omission from that list, I'm shocked it's not in there, uh, is Puss in Boots The Last Wish. That would have been my way. Like, uh, it's actually coming on uh, at the time of this recording of this podcast. It will be it'll be out on March 10th. But by the time it airs, or the podcast airs, it will be on Peacock. So um, I implore everybody to watch Puss in Boots Last Wish if you did not check out in the theater. Uh, but that's one thing I, I, I will say that is a big omission. Uh, I did not see DC League of Super Pets. I did not see Turning Red, so I can't say anything about those. Another rock movie, funny enough. Uh, the Bad Guys would have been my second pick. So of all those anime movies, it would have been – because I, I haven't seen the new Hotel Transfer. I stopped watching after Ab Sandler – uh, stop doing the voice acting because honestly, besides Uncut Gems, that was probably Ab Sandler's best performances recently over the last decade. But uh, as far as like, I mean, I don't have a big, big issue with it, but of the three, if Puss in Boots was in there, I would have had Puss in Boots win. The bad guys also, by the list that we have, the bad guys to me is the best of those movies. But again, not seen Turning Red, and I've not seen the other one, the um, 
the League of oh, Super Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? I what? When did the when did the Puss in Boots movie actually come out? It came out. Let me look up the exact day. I remember it came out at the end of the year, but let me look out the look up the exact date of when it came out. And ironically, it's still showing in movie theaters. It came out on December twenty first, twenty twenty two. Okay, my guess is that it's probably going to be a nominee for next year's Kids Choice. Maybe now. One thing I will let me let me look up when Avatar came out. Because Avatar, The Way of Water, who was on the movie category, that came out December. Okay, it came out one one week earlier. It came out December 16th. Maybe that was a cutoff point. Well, I guess we'll find out next year. All right. But it would be weird for a one-week cutoff period. So favorite voice from an animated movie is separated into two, male and female. Okay. Go with the male first. All right. For the male first, we have for the ones that didn't win, Steve Carell, Minions of Gru, Chris Evans, Lightyear, Kevin Hart, DC League of Super Pets, Andy Samberg for Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and Andy Samberg, Andy Samberg again for Hotel Transylvania. I <laughs> got two now, man. I still need to see a Chippendale. I, I heard, I've heard such good things about it. I still need to see that. <laughs> but the winner for DC League of Super Pets, guess what? Oh, my God. Again? Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. Ah, what? For him. Okay. Why wasn't Sam Rockwell in there for the bad guys? It, like, Or even the guy who... And to, like again, back to Puss in Boots. Antonio Banderas for Puss in Boots, or even the actor who did the voice of Lobo and freaking Puss in Boots. Ah, the atrocity of these people. Ah, too much Dwayne Johnson in 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 this in this thing. Next thing, next thing you know, he's going to get a lifetime achievement award. <laughs> hey, for playing being in a tutu for the Tooth Fairy. He's not the first wrestler who was who was in a tutu. Let's not forget Hulk Hogan. Back in the day, I think it was Mr. Nanny, if I remember correctly, or maybe it's something else. But one of Hogan's failed attempts of becoming a Hollywood's megastar. Speaking of Lifetime Achievement Award, that was presented to somebody at the Kids' Choice Awards, but it wasn't him. Well, that's, who was it? We'll get, we'll get to that one real quick. They presented a Lifetime Achievement Blimp Award to Optimus Prime. Oh, so they do it for fictional characters, too. I don't have an issue with that. I'm not the biggest Transformers fan on the planet. I'm looking forward to the newest one, though. But I don't have an issue with that. Like They do it. I, I This is how long it's been since I've watched uh, Kids Souls. I didn't know that they do this. Nor did I know that they did this to fictional characters. But, hey, I'm sure SpongeBob, like SpongeBob had to be the first one to get this award. Unless they did it, you know. Uh not exactly, um, but that was only one of two special awards they give, gave away uh, this year. We'll get to the other one, I'm sure, later. Now, uh, the I guess the female voice actors. I'm curious about this one. Yeah, favorite voice from a fem 
Favorite female voice from an animated movie? Uh, ones that did not win. Kiki Palmer, Lightyear. Sandra O, oh, Turning Red. Tara G. P. Henson, if I'm saying that right. Minions. Salma Hayek, Puss in Boots. Oh, there it oh, is. Oh, see, see? There we go. There we fucking... So if she... Okay, she got it. I don't have an issue. I liked her in the movie, too. But that just proves that they could have had it even if it didn't win okay even if it didn't win they could have had it as a nominee they could have taken dc league of super pets out and put fucking uh, pussy boots in or they could have taken dwayne johnson out and put antonio banderas in for a voice actor so i'm saying at least now we know that there was no cutoff period for this movie now 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 hashtag pussy boots got rat the puss got robbed Get that trending out there, ladies and gentlemen. So he, so Salma Hayek, she did win. So who was the others? Uh, okay. So yeah, Kiki Palmer, Sandra O, oh, Tara G. P. Henson, Salma Hayek, and the last one that didn't win. A W K W A F Aquafina. Yeah, Aquafina, the bad guys. Oh, again, another well. And I didn't have an issue with Aquafan. I thought she did good in that one. So, okay. The real winner, and being that this is the Kids' Choice Awards, I'm not surprised. From Hotel Transylvania, Selena Gomez. Okay, I forgot. I didn't even know she still was doing those movies. I don't have an issue with that. I liked her character in the Hotel Transylvania series. Okay, I don't have an issue with that one. At least now we know Puss Boots could have been nominated. So that pissed me off about the other awards. Not really this one. <laughs> Jesus okay. Christ. Let's, uh, that, that was all for the movies. Uh, now for television. Ooh. All right. Yes, there's fa favorite female TV star and favorite male TV star, but I have no idea of any of those, so. Well, at least tell me, okay, I don't know if Wednesday would be in, in, in these categories, but please tell me that fucking... Jenna Ortega won for best actress for the TV, for the female TV side. Well, actually, there the TV one is in is separate. There's favorite female TV star for kids, and then there's favorite favorite female TV star for family. How the heck did you get Jenna Ortega for as Wednesday for the winner for favorite TV family TV? Oh, story? good, good. Okay, well. Well, personally, I don't even think that's a show for family in some cases. Uh, but I, I was thinking, okay, Wednesday's one of the hottest shows out there, and I'm a big fan of the show myself. So I thought, okay, let's hope they actually give that award to her. So at least I'm glad about that. Well, that well, that's two two for Wednesday because they also won for favorite fa family TV show. Oh wow. Okay, I'm fucking, I'm fucking on fire right now. I, we're not even doing a guessing game, and I, I won two, two for one. What were the other nominees for, um, for uh, both those categories? Yeah, uh, the ones that didn't win for favorite female family TV star, they were Sadie Sink in Stranger Things, Tracy Ellis Ross Blackish, Hilary Duff How I Met Your Father. Miranda Cosgrove, iCarly, and Millie Bobby Brown, Stranger Things. See, I'm shocked that they didn't give it to Miranda Cosgrove just because of the Nickelodeon ties. Like, you know, that should have been, like, I, I'm glad Jenna Ortega won, 
but I'm actually shocked that they didn't give it to Brenda Cook just for the affiliation. Now, what about the family TV? Well, I think you'll be happy to hear. Uh, I think they gave. I think last year they gave Miranda two two rewards for exactly that. So. Oh, okay. Well, then that's fine. They, then they didn't need to give her one for this year. So yeah, uh, family favorite family TV show Wednesday. Yes, one. The ones that didn't win that were Young Sheldon, Young Rock, Stranger Things, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Oh God. I Carly, Cobra Kai, and Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay, I, I'm not. I've not really paid attention to Young Rock. I just again going back to Dwayne Johnson. This is gonna be a fucking Dan, Dwayne Johnson bastion, at least on my end. I just I lived through the Rock's like fame. You know, I lived through his like when he was Rocky Maivia, the Rock going into the Mummy Returns and his his uh, ventures in Hollywood. I lived through that. So I, I to me. And since it is a vanity project, it's probably going to hide anything that may not like. I'm not saying Rock has anything bad in his past, but I'm sure that that's going to. Rock is going to not. He's going to make sure it just looks all squeaky clean. So I have no interest in that. Plus, from pictures I've seen of certain scenes that they reenact, looks complete garbage. Uh, Young Sheldon, again, I just had no interest in because to me, there's only one Sheldon. And that is uh, Jim Parsons. Uh, I don't care. I don't. And plus, the mom is different from the show, from the Young Sheldon to the Big Bang Theory. The actress who plays Sheldon's mom in the show, in the Big Bang Theory, she is not age. If anybody remembers her in Roseanne or even the Connors or going back to Scream 2, which was in Scream 2 for all you horror fans out there. You go from her from now, from back then to now, she is not age. You could have easily put her in young Sheldon. And I don't think no one would have been like, well, she looks too old in this show. You know, so that's just my that is my hot take on that. And as far as She-Hulk, I ranted about that show many months ago when it first came out. I gave the show a, a shot. I, I stuck with it, even though it bored me to tears. And I ended up not only hating it, pissed off, but I was also pissed off about it and realized I wasted however many hours of my life watching that piece of crap show. So that being on there is an atrocity. However, Stranger Things, again, I'm not really, and I know it's a big shock to people, I've never really seen Stranger Things. I still need to. I got the first season on Blu-ray, so one of these days I'll finally watch it. But the other show, which I'm okay with it being in there, Obi-Wan Kenobi, I love that show. Even though a lot of people, it's a very divisive show. I wanted one thing and one thing only, and that was Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, and I got that. So for that, I love the show. So I have no issue with that one. But Wednesday winning, to me, was the right choice. So what is the next award? Now, for this, I only just want to bring up one nominee because everything else is the same. It's favorite animated show. I'll just bring up the one nominee, and that's the CGI version of Rugrats. I still need to see that. Have you seen it? I think I've seen clips of it. I think I've seen an older version of Kimmy. Yeah, I, I needed I needed to watch it because I want to see how it is. Now, let me guess. Did SpongeBob win again? It obviously. 
I still can't believe that show still right. Like hell, like I, like I'll still go back and watch the show. I'm not going to say that I don't, but I guess one of the shows I'm still shocked it's still running to this day. But then again, you could say the same thing for another show that premiered around that time in '99, Family Guy. Family Guy's still going strong, and of course, we cannot forget The Simpsons. And I still, even though Family Guy, I would say at times has lost its touch. There are still episodes I thoroughly enjoy, current episodes. So, again, there are probably a good amount of SpongeBob episodes still that are, that are still funny and still good. I don't know. I, I may just one day just sit down and just watch a few few episodes, you know. So, but, yeah, it, it, like, I, think I, I think we talked about this last time we discussed Kids' Choice Awards. I said, instead of them calling it Best Animated Show, they should just call it the SpongeBob Award, and just say, and, and then and then like whenever a show be, like like uh, Spoto loses a few years in a row, then you could rename it back to Best Anime Show. Because again, SpongeBob Woody is like, okay, here's your winner for the twenty eighth time in a row, SpongeBob SquarePants. So they, yeah, they should just name it the SpongeBob Award now. Until crazy. it ends. Maybe it ends and then they could just stop doing it. That that literally is why I didn't want I only wanted to bring up the CGI Rugrats and that's for that category. That's the only only because I didn't want to go over I didn't want to say the winner. I didn't want to give that kind of like haven't we had enough? Oh, I know. That, that's why I was like when when I heard you say that, I'm like, okay. I'm pretty sure I know what the winner was. And I and again, I didn't even have to Look it up, right? I just was like, "Yeah, let me." I, I'm I'm positive it's SpongeBob. The only time that SpongeBob didn't win, win, and that was during the late 2000s, is when it was beaten in 2008 to Avatar: The Last Airbender. Ironically, another Nickelodeon show, but again, but to me, a far superior show. So therefore, I have no issue with that. And yeah, that's a thumbs up for that one. I am curious about the the Netflix live action. Hopefully, they do better than M. Night Shyamalan. I did love the Cowboy Bebop show, and it sucks it got canceled. So, like honestly, I'm not I'm not um, I'm hoping they do that one justice. Uh, but uh, what is the next category? Well, I well before I do, since it did bring up SpongeBob, I'm SpongeBob. I guess I just have to go over the other four that didn't win. Along with the CGI Rugrats, uh, we also have Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. If I'm saying that right. That's a Netflix show from what I understand. Teen Titans Go. Why am I not not surprised? Yeah, no show. I don't understand why it's still running. I like I've I actually went back and rewatched a good amount of the old Teen Titans episode from back in the day. I'm like, Jesus Christ, how how they've just destroyed uh, because now kids nowadays, all they're going to know, and I sound like an old far for saying this, but kids nowadays, all they're going to know is T-Types go, and that's unfortunate. The Loud House, which is a Nickelodeon show, that's still going on. And dare I say, the Smurfs. I didn't even know there was a freaking animated show of the Smurfs. There's a, it came out in 2021, and... It's 
Where is where where is that airing? Yeah, I was I was curious to see where it airs at. I see, like it says, like a brand Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. I'm gonna go with like Nickelodeon version of the Smurfs because apparently that, that's the only time I saw that. <laughs> That's very weird. That's very weird. Let me see. See myself. Oops. Let's see. TV show. Oh yeah, twenty twenty-one. Looks like they're going for more of the animation style from like the the movies. Oh yeah, it's Nickelodeon. Okay, but yeah, it looks like they're going with the animation style from like the the Smurfs movies that came out a couple of years ago. So I can't remember. Did, I, I know I saw one of the Smurfs movies. I can't remember if I saw both of them. Maybe there was three. I can't remember. I never know nowadays. But uh, what was what was the uh, next award after? The animated stuff. Well, going aside from the animated stuff, the next thing for television, favorite kids TV show. And this is live action. Okay. The ones that didn't win, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, they brought that back. High yeah, School I remember that one. High School Musical, The Musical, The Series. Which was last year's winner. Okay. Miss Marvel. Raven's Home. That Girl Lele. The Mighty Ducks Game Changers. And, based on the Loud House cartoon, The Really Loud House. Oh my god. Really? You had to make, you had to make a live action show out of one of your cartoons? Really, Nick? I know, it's like... It's like... What's the point? You know? But what was the winner? Okay, this is the stupidest thing. And I don't know how they made a... Sh I'm sorry, that was my phone. Very good. The winner. And this is live action, I promise. And this is real. And I wish it wasn't. The winner well, for favorite kids TV show. The Fairly Odd Parents, Fairly Otter. Oh yeah, I heard. I re I recalled them them saying that they were doing a um, a uh, show regarding that. So, um, I remember they did a live action Fear Out Parents movie with I think it was uh, going back to Drake Bell with Drake Bell as growing up Timmy Turner, but uh I wonder if they do CGI for the. I'm, I'm assuming they do for the the Cosmo and Wanda if, it, if it's a base off of the show, unless it's a, with new characters. Oh no, they the Cosmo and Wanda in this live action are 2D. Oh, they're they're live action. Yeah. Oh, so it's not the original. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, yeah, Cosmo and Wanda, they're 2D. Oh, so they are anime. So they're, they're, um, they look like how they do on the show. Yeah, on the original Fairly Odd Parents. 
Okay. Uh, as everyone just said, certain show, certain cartoons, there are cartoons that could work as live action, and there's some that just can't. And, and to me, that's one of them, in my humble opinion. Here, I'm pulling up a fo- photo of, of, of the actual show. Nope. Okay. Can't believe, can't believe that was the freaking winner of that show or of that whole thing. But then again, as I've said regarding animation and kids shows, you know, it's not like the old days. Okay, let me see. All right. Yeah. Oh wow. So oh, yeah. the Paramount Plus original. Oh, may give me an excuse to watch the first episode, see how bad it is. <laughs> Just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Uh, in the first episode, you do see an older Timmy Turner giving his, his fairies to these two kids. Ah, okay. And at the very least, Cosmo and Wanda do sound originally the same in this. At least that's one good thing, I will say. Everything else is like, brand new and it's live action and again to certain shows I just don't see you know the need for a live action version I'm curious uh they I'm sure they had a gaming they had a gaming category what, what was the nominees and the winners for the gaming side the gaming side um can we save that for later yeah we can Okay. All right. So, favorite reality show. This is one I'm one I'm actually okay with. Ones that didn't win: The Masked Singer, Florida's Lava, American Ninja Warrior, America America's Got Talent, America's Funniest Home Videos, and the winner for this: Master Chef Junior. Never, I've never heard of that one, and a few of these I've heard of. Um, the only ones I've, I've always seen clips of the Masked Singer, American Ninja Warrior used to watch back in the day and America's Funniest Home Videos, that, that's a classic. Um, so that one, and I'm not the biggest reality show person. Some of these, like, it's, it's a, uh, very niche thing with me regarding certain shows I like and certain shows I don't like. But, uh, yeah, like, I, I don't know if I, eh, probably, I probably would have had, I don't know. America's Funniest Home Videos for my my personal pick, but I don't have an issue with it because it's not something I'm too invested in. Okay. So go. That was the last for television. Going into music. Oh God. Favorite global music star. Yeah, we mean global, not just this country, all around the world. From Africa, Wiz Kid, Tones and I from Australia, Taylor Swift from North America, Rosalia, Europe, Blackpink, Asia, Bad Bunny, Latin America, and the winner, Harry Styles from the UK. Oh, I'm shocked BTS didn't win. 
like I'm thinking of global. I'm thinking of that. Uh, Harry Styles, I can't really complain. I don't listen to really as we like. Um, for me, I probably would have Bad Bunny win my personal preference, but uh, nonetheless, it's a. I don't have an issue with Harry Styles winning. Favorite music group. Once that didn't win, Paramore, Panic at the Disco, One Republic, Imagine Dragons, Black Pink, Black Eyed Peas, Five Seconds of Summer, and the winner for favorite music group, BTS. Oh, okay. Well, at least they won that. Again, I, like I only, I probably have never heard of them, but I dated a girl a long time ago who was big into K-pop and all that. So that's the only reason why I even know. Who in the hell they are, to be quite frank with you, but but it is what it is. I I can't like uh, personally of all the people in that list, I probably would have gone with Paramore. It's really the only band I still listen to of all the people that were that either either I listen to or I don't listen to. So it just but yeah, that would be my pick. So I'm gonna mix two categories: favorite male artist and favorite song. Okay. All right, for favorite male artists, we have The Weeknd, Ed Sheeran, Post Malone, Kendrick Millar, Drake, Bad Bunny, and Justin Bieber. Those were ones that didn't win favorite male artists. For favorite song, Bejeweled, Taylor Swift, Antihero, Taylor Swift, Lift Me Up, Rihanna, I Ain't Worried, One Republic, About Damn Time, Lizzo. First Class, Jack Harlow, and Break My Soul, Beyonce. So who's the winner of both, both categories? Get ready for this. Favorite male, winner for favorite male artist, Harry Styles. Okay, well, he won, he won for Global, so that, that makes sense. And favorite song, As It Was, also Harry Styles. Ah, okay, that makes sense now with with the uh, with combined the two. Again, I I really he's a talented singer, but not my cup of tea. But you know what? I like I I can't I can't complain about that. To be quite honest with you, going who's, who's female? All right, for favorite female artist, I'm gonna combine that with favorite album because we have the same winner for that too. Ah. Favorite album, Dawn FM, The Weeknd, Harry's House, Harry Styles, Special Special by Lizzo, God Did, DJ Khaled, and Renaissance Beyonce. And for favorite female artist, Rihanna, Lizzo, Lady Gaga, Billie Eilish, Beyonce, Cardi B, and Adele. So who was the winner? The winner for both of those categories, Taylor Swift. Ah. And Midnight's 3 a.m. edition, Taylor Swift. I should I should know now the process of elimination from the female side. Uh, again, I think the last Taylor Swift song I really liked was a song called Exile, which was also in the um, ending of season three of the show You. So... Uh, but and that was a good song, so I, I, I can't fault, I can't uh, complain about that either. By the way, do you know you want to know how they presented that? What the award? Yeah, the present, how the presentation presented this. 
How? It was like this. This. They were going by different categories and gave the winner each time. They were like, favorite female artist, Taylor Swift. Favorite album, Taylor Swift. They did that same thing. And it was like, really? <laughs> you, can't, you can't just say favorite female artist and favorite album. Yeah, it's like it's like it's a kind of like what we talked about earlier with The Rock winning a few things. So, you know, it's like, oh yeah, favorite uh, voice actor, favorite uh, favorite uh, actor in a movie, in a live action movie, or something like that. You know, they did that with Taylor Swift, Swift also, and they did that with Harry Styles too. I don't oh, know, yeah, stories, but yeah, and that is very, that's very uh, odd. Yeah, they should have combined it to be quite honest. Especially they won multiple awards. Possibly to stop all of them from coming back and forth. But I, I got asked a serious question. When Taylor Swift won the award, did Kanye come in and intervene again? Kanye? What? <laughs> He's like, like hey, Taylor, I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the greatest albums of all time. <laughs> I would have just loved if, if that became a running joke where Kanye would just interrupt every time Taylor Swift won the award to say Beyonce had one of the greatest whatevers of all time. Like he did the MTV uh, VMAs many years ago. Probably the only thing to keep Kanye relevant because he can't. Especially since he doesn't know when to keep his mouth shut. I I don't even know who Kanye is. Kanye Kanye West. Oh. Kim like he comes out and he'll just say, "Yeah, he just comes out and say, oh, Taylor, I'll let you finish.' But Beyonce had one of the greatest albums of all time." Just kind of just every time Taylor Swift wins an award, he just comes out, interrupts her, just says something about the con or Beyonce. Hmm. If I was Jay Z, I'd be watching my bag. And maybe after his, like this may be the Illuminati trying to get Kanye and Beyonce together. Maybe it's set up since two thousand. What was it? Two thousand nine. I think that was the, when that whole thing happened when Kanye interrupted her. But uh, what is the next award? Um. There are uh, a couple more for music, but I'm not even going to go into that. that. Yeah. Plus, plus I'm, I'm probably going to end this at the, uh, for the, since we record this on here, I'm going to end this at the hour mark. So then we can, uh, know what, uh, that way we can get through all the stuff there and all that. So what, so what would be another award regarding that? Okay. So uh, let's go sports. Favorite okay. male sports star and favorite female sports star. All right. I'll start with a female sports star. Venus Williams, Candace Parker, Naomi Asuka, Chloe Kim, Simone Biles, and the winner for female sports star, Serena Williams. I'm not surprised about that one, to be quite honest with you. Okay. Favorite male sports star, Sean White. Lionel Maze, Patrick Mahomes. I got it right this time because last time on a when talking about this on a different channel, I said said Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Stephen Curry and Tom Brady, and the winner for favorite male sports star, LeBron James. Okay, I can't complain about that. I was gonna be like, oh, Tom Brady's not the winner, but then I was like, okay, LeBron, I can't, I can't argue with that. This is LeBron or Tom. I can't really. Either one is fine with me, so that one's fine. 
I, I still can't believe favorite celebrity pet. That's just. They have a celebrity. Oh my god. Well, they got pet for time, I guess. They gotta have extra awards. I'm gonna go into favorite book because okay. that one's interesting to me. The ones that didn't win. The Bad Guys book series, Five Nights at Freddy's, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Damn, that's still still around? I guess so. Cat Kid Comic Club. The hell? The Adventures of Captain Underpants. Damn, that's still around too. Fuck. And the winner for this, Harry Potter. Wait a second. Now, like, is there a new book? The only the only new book I've heard for Harry Potter is the cur- is the Cursed Child, which is like seriously. Yeah, didn't that come out a couple of years ago? Like, I I don't understand. What what happened? What the heck was that? What? Oh, that's what I'm just saying, because The Cursed Child came out. Let me look, because I'm curious now. The release date of The Cursed Child. Let's see. Let's see. Harry Potter. Let's see. Potter. The Cursed Child. Okay. When did it come out? All right, that came out. That came out in 2016. Let me look again. Let me look. Okay. Newest Harry Potter book. Oh, easy search. There's a new book announced on, okay, parts one and two. Okay. looks like there's nothing new. That's weird. Yeah, it's very weird how that one, at least with SpongeBob, at least that's still going. You know, I, I know I think J.K. Rowling's going to make another one, but shit, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. But what's the next uh, award? Okay, so this is another special award. This is King of Comedy, and it was a silver blimp. Okay. Who, what, was there nominees or was just one person? It was just one person. Who won? Adam Sandler. What the fuck? <laughs> if, you, if you're talking about his older movies, like back in the late 90s, early 2000s, okay, fine. But he has not made a funny movie outside of Hotel Transylvania. And shit, I... Like, I, I have guilty pleasures of his, like... You don't mess with the Zohan. That's my boy used to be one, but I rewatched it recently and it has not aged well. Uh, Quick has its moments, especially when it becomes more dramatic. But yeah, most of those movies are not like my more my close friends try to get me to watch Jack and Jill again. And I couldn't even get through probably the first 30 minutes. It was so absurd. Which Jack and Jill? Is that is that a horror movie? No, no, well. You can look at it as that. Basically, uh, Ab Sailor plays um, basically plays brother and sister Jack and Jill. So one moment he's he's regular Ab Sailor, next moment he's drag and he's trying to get shit. He's he's getting freaky with Al Pacino. 
And yes, Al Pacino is legitimately in this movie trying to get freaky with Adam Sandler in drag, basically. Yeah, never watched the movie. That is strange. Yeah. And he, the, then there's a scene when he has like his own uh his own like coffee donut shop Al Pacino has called Dunkachino, which I will admit did get a, a, a small chuckle out of me. But other than that, yeah. Don't watch that movie. I think it came out in 2011 or 2012, somewhere around there. But yeah. Um, so there's still like three things uh, left for me to share at this. All right, we'll we'll get we'll get through that. We'll get uh, if we have to go over, we will. All right, I'm gonna save the favorite video game category for last, and just get through right. the first two. So, Sean does magic. Uh, did magic on the show. Never heard of that person. Uh, he, we had, they had, we had a, the kids had a choice to make. Either he he could turn orange soda into green slime, or he could turn what I think Cheetos into green slime, cheese puffs. What did they choose? They chose the orange soda. Oh, that's lame. And then we had a, and I'll say this for you, a messy WWE tug of war. Yeah, on the kid's choice. Okay, who's involved? It was, I'm going to try to say these, Kofi Kingston, yeah. Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed, and Biggie. Yeah, they're part of a team called the New Day, and yeah, Austin or Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. He um he has a he's like a big gamer. He has a gaming channel called Up Up Down Down, uh, and all that. So yeah, so who was on the other side? It was them versus Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair plus a kid super fan of them, Ariel. Ah, okay. They did that tug of war on a in a between a pool of bubbles. And who won? Becky, Bianca, and Ariel. Ah, okay. But if you if you like watch that tug of war, you might think it might have been it might the loss was a for was probably forced. Well, yeah, of course. Like if you if you look at from from. From the grand scheme of things, yeah, and in, plus in the world of pro wrestling, everything's a a work, brother. After so after that, uh, both Becky and Bianca surprised everybody in the audience with a special prize. And what was that? They said they announced that everybody in the Kids Choice audience is getting free tickets to WWE WrestleMania 39. Ah, that's cool. I wonder if they'll show that, like, like highlight the kids at the uh, when when the show goes live. I was thinking, oh shit, if it's a big venue, how are they going to? But I'm like thinking, okay, that they have two nights of the show. It's going to be a lot of. Um, Big stadium, so yeah, they could fit all those kids in there. All right, here we go. Favorite video game. We saved the best for last. Or is it the best for last? 
We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. If Lego Star Wars does not win, I'm gonna fucking explode. It already got screwed at the at the video game awards, so we'll see. What 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 did you say was your guess for this? Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. If it doesn't win, I'm gonna fucking. It wasn't even picked for that. Was even nominated. What the fuck? <laughs> Again, it got fucking screwed. It, it was at least the video. It was at least in the family category, the VGAs. At least, but it didn't win. But at least it was in there. Like, but it. I think it was one of the best games of last year, and it wasn't even in the game of the year category. I don't think it would have won. But hell, a nomination would have been fine. But what the fuck? It's a family game, and he doesn't even put it in there. I, I probably have an unfortunate guess of who won, but but tell me who did win. So the five nominees that didn't win, Adopt Me. What the fuck? They could have just taken it out and put like a, uh, okay, next. Just Dance 2023. Eh. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Really? I've heard so many things, issues with that game. I'm not a Pokemon person, but I've heard like so many issues, like bugs, glitches, resets of save data. It's still going on to this day. Uh, okay, next. Did I mention Brookhaven? Uh, no, you haven't. And that another game that I don't think I've heard of, and probably a lot of people in my audience have not heard of. Mario plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope. That didn't win. I'm shocked, but hey, well, eh. So you thought Lego Star Wars not being nominated was bad enough? Oh God! Here it is: the winner for favorite for favorite video game. The same winner from last year. Freaking Minecraft! Oh, well, I still, I still. Like, you know what? I'll take Minecraft over Fortnite. I was waiting for Fortnite. I'm not a big Minecraft person. I played it from time to time, so I'm not going to say I'm... But uh, at least say Fortnite. So, I like, uh, I got to take something. Some, some like, win out of this whole situation. But fuck it, if it was Fortnite, I'll be like, fuck you. You already ruined Goku by fucking having him have a fucking assault rifle. I know it's a shooter, but it like leave char- certain characters who don't use a fucking gun out. I you know I remember last year when talking about the kids' toys, you were you were on a rage where Minecraft that came out years ago. Why is that? Well, it did. Like you know, that's why I, I've given up. I'm not going to be fucking just getting all mad about it because it's like. It's like fucking SpongeBob still wins a fucking SpongeBob. I mean, animated award, and it's been going on for so long. My like, you know, like half of these games I never heard of: Mario, Rabbits, Pokemon, Scarlet. You know, I'm even shocked Sonic Frontiers did not get nominated. I'm only I'm only a little bit into it so far, but I really enjoy so far Sonic Frontiers. So I'm shocked that wasn't in the uh, nominated. Um, so there are a few games that I think could have won just because of the fact that, you know, they were 
you know, they're kid friendly or whatnot. You know, they could have been added. But, eh, what are you going to do? At the end of the day, the Kids' Choice Awards is like, the only award show I usually care about is the Oscars, which I will be discussing next week and the results and all that and what I what, who I think are the winners and who I think were the real winners and all that other stuff. So you'll be getting a twofer here in the next couple of weeks for award show coverage. Probably not as long, but nonetheless, we will get we will be getting into that. So that is all the um, the stuff regarding the uh, Kids Choice Awards, correct? That's correct. All right. So with that, I'd like to thank my friend Emo for coming in. Where can people find you? Social media, any any preferences you like to disclose? Um, I would say my YouTube channel, Emo and Yasha, my DeviantArt, also the same thing. Emo and Yasha 9 would be my Twitch channel. And I think that I think that's all I've got. All right, I'll make sure to put the links in the description of this episode. Uh, so with that, we are going to get into, because we got a lot of stuff to review this week on, on the show. We've got, of course, The Last of Us. We've got The Mandalorian, You Season 4, Part 2. And then we'll leave the best for last at the end. So until then, I'd like to thank you all for, for listening to this, but we are going to get into the reviews coming up next. So now we're at episode seven of The Last of Us. And they say at the end of, or the trailer for the next episode, one episode left. So I don't, I'm assuming that this episode, next week's episode is the season finale, which makes me very sad. This may be the best episode they've done so far. And Jesus Christ, it's, it's, it's hard to pick your favorite episode of this show. But basically, it continues off from the events of Episode 5 when Joel was injured. And Ellie is on her own for a little bit. And she has to fight a mysterious cult that uh, one of the guys is played by Troy Baker. Who, of course, played Troy or played Joel in um, The Last of Us video games. So I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it brought out Ellie's intensity, especially near the end. And there was a touching scene near the end with Joel and Ellie. I won't get into it too much if you haven't seen it already. But that is the, that is like, it, it is just a perfect like episode. I didn't have really any bad things. The new characters I, I enjoyed for the time they were in there. And just the setting in the final act. Again, if you've seen it, you know what I mean by this. So with that, we're going to also, in this Pedro Pascal double whammy, we're going to talk about episode two of The Mandalorian. As Mando, as Din Djarin, and Grogu are trying to find a droid to help them head to Mandalore, the planet of Mandalore. And we finally got to see what the planet of Mandalore looks like. It is even though it is destroyed, it is a beautiful, hauntingly beautiful setting. We got some new creatures, if you will, and some great fight scenes near the end. And Grogu is always adorable. But I love that this show has 
while it, it goes back to old characters and old locations, I am loving the world building that it continues to do with this season so far. And basically where they left off at the end of this episode, where they're where they're going to, you know, where he's trying to redeem himself, so to speak. And it is a very interesting setup, especially with the different ideologies between Bo-Katan and Dinjarin. So I really enjoyed this episode. It's again, Mandalorian is one of my favorite shows in the last like 10 years. So it like in my worries after the book of Boba Fett, or excuse me, the book of Mandalorian featured Boba Fett was um, if you've seen that show, you know what I'm talking about. But everything about the my worries were out the window with this. So I I cannot say too many bad things about this. So with that, we are going to get into what I thought of the last part of season for part two of you in just a moment. And now we are at you season four, part two. We talked about this show last month. I said, I really enjoyed it. And I, but I thought the twist due to it being a whodunit was predictable. Well, color me surprised because I didn't expect where this was going in part two. I'm not going to go into too much details regarding the whole secondary twist. Uh, even though, even though, hopefully, most of you have seen the show or seen part two, but it did make up for that last the the twist being predictable in. Part one, I thought the season was great. I thought the entire season was great, but I thought part two was great. I was not expecting how much I enjoyed it. And then I'm actually really excited for season five. It has not been greenlit yet. Uh, so we don't know. I'm hoping. But, like, so, again, it's not been confirmed. But if we get a season five... I am extremely excited for where they are going to take this. Some people, I, like, I'm really curious to see where they go. But also I'm curious to see what people's reception of this with the second twist. And yes, uh, as some of you know in the trailer, yes, uh, love is in the, um, in the show. And I'll, I guess I will say this one thing to get, basically confirm one thing that most people – we're wondering. It is a dream sequence. That's one thing I will give. I will not give context to it, but it is a dream sequence, which does make me sad because I do like the love character. But I will also say the character of Kate has grown on me ever since the first season. We also did get introduction to her dad, which I actually really liked him. I did not think that he'd be just a character that would be thrown in at the end and then you just wouldn't care but I liked him all the characters in this episode or in this season were great and I have to point out and I want to get the name correct real quick before I go into it 
Let me look real quick before we get into the final part. Here we go. Cass, here we go. All right. Trying to find him because he has have all the cast members with um, with who's all been in here. Okay. Ed Spielers, who's Reese Montrose. I actually really like his character uh, throughout this show. So I want to give him some love as well. And Tilly Keeper as well for Phoebe. Uh, those are some of the standouts, I think, in regards to the show itself. But I recommend it. It's a, I thought, and Pimp Badgley, I thought he did great. My only criticism is just because I was never a big Mary, Mary Ann fan. This covers the old season. I just, again, with Mary Ann, I just, I just didn't really care for her character. I didn't really find her interesting. I didn't find her a suitable replacement for love, which I was kind of glad they didn't fully go in that route. But nonetheless, like those are my only issues with the show is when she was around. So that is my main gripe, I guess. But uh, we'll see what happens in the future, if you will. But yes, definitely check it out. I didn't think I was going to be able to have time to review this season, uh, part two of season four, because uh, of my uh, long, long week. But uh, I was able to. Now we are going to get into the Main event of this um, episode, and that is the review of Scream 6. So stay tuned. And now we're here at the end of the show, which is, of course, we are going to be talking about Scream 6. I saw this on Friday morning, and I had time to process before I turned on the mic and record this review. I, I do really enjoy this movie. My main issue is really the last 20 to 25 minutes of this film. And how pissed off it got me at some points. Now, I will be talking about spoilers a little bit later on. I will get a spoiler warning and I will go basically probably for a minute or so. Uh, but before that, this movie stars Jenna Ortega, Melissa Barrera, Hayden Pantier, Samara Weaving, and Courtney Cox. And four, sur four survivors of the Ghostface murders leave Woodsboro behind for a fresh start in New York City. However, they soon find themselves in a fight for their lives when a new killer embarks on a bloody rampage. As directed by Radio Silence, who of course directed the previous movie and directed Ready or Not, also with Samara Weaving. It is, of course, the sixth film in the franchise. Now, I really enjoyed Scream 5. I actually rewatched it after seeing Scream 6. I do prefer Scream 5 over 6. And the first two acts of this film were great, were fantastic. It like, if the third act landed, then this may have been one of my top three screen movies of all time. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I do have a franchise overview of the Scream franchise from 
the first scream all the way to scream five and my rankings on uh, the, of course, if you are a subscriber of this podcast, you'll be able to listen to it. It was back in the Cult of War days. Reminder, it only costs a dollar. So if you want to check out my thoughts of the other screen movies in detail, definitely go check that out. Now, back to the review. Now, one of the things I was excited for was Hayda Pantier returning as Kirby. I was a fan of hers from Scream 4. Scream 4 is, I would say, it is in my top three. I can't remember where I placed it, if it was number three or number two. Uh, but I enjoyed Kirby, and I was excited for her character to return. And I did enjoy her performance. It was kind of toned back from Scream 4. Granted, she is older. It has a, been a, over a decade since the Scream movie she was in. And I enjoyed her portrayal. The core four, as a concept, I enjoyed. Of course, the uh, Jenna Ortega and Melissa Barrera. As, uh, of course, she is Sam Carpenter, which is uh, Billy Loomis' daughter. Those of you who have not seen Scoop 5, that's a spoiler, but, you know, it's been a year. And I thought the kills were great. They were gory. They were bloody. I thought they were the most visceral. Still kind of the stabby, stabby ones that we've seen, no pun intended. And I did enjoy the shrine that they had from the different, um, from all the previous movies. And the New York setting I liked. I loved the, of course, the subway scene, the corner store scene. It felt more New York than Jason Takes Manhattan. That was my one hope was that it didn't basically take away from the whole, you know, New York City type thing. Like with Jason Takes Manhattan, basically it was Jason on a boat. It was not Ghostface on a boat, thank goodness. Ghostface on a train, but in New York. I also liked the opening and how it, it was a little different in a way. Um, and I'll get into my negative feelings regarding the third act in a moment, but and I will be talking about more of a nitpick regarding the opening act, but again, it is uh, not a big issue to me. But uh, again, I liked I liked a lot of the, like the first and second act uh, in regards to the story and all that. By one uh, criticism regarding the legacy characters, because of course we did not get Neff Campbell back as Sidney Prescott, which I was okay with. I did not miss her. I love Neff Campbell. I love Sidney Prescott. I believe she is still the, the greatest final girl ever brought in the film and. Of course, I'm a big Halloween fan. I think she's better than, of course, Laurie Strode and Jamie Lloyd. But uh, actually, she did not. She was not missed. She did not. Uh, it did not feel any different without her in it. However, I will say Courtney Cox. I felt was, you know, I just felt like she didn't really have a place in this movie, this franchise anymore. So with that, we are going to get into my issues with the film. And I'm going to put a spoiler warning right now. And will be the spoiler warning for be about probably a minute, minute and a half. I will let you all know when we'll be back in the safe territory. So skip about a minute, minute and a half. Uh, so spoiler alert in three, two, one. I did not like the third act, the last 20, the 
25 minutes of this movie for a couple of reasons. Number one was the Ghostface Killers revealed. I was so hoping for Stu. I was so hoping for Matthew Lillard. I'm hoping they did leave a little hint that he may not be dead. I know there's been certain th- like theories and all that. I know he was supposed to be back in Scream 3. I'm hoping for Scream 7 we'll, we'll get him back finally. I'm hoping. We got Ski Ulrich back, so let's get let's get him. But let's go into the reveal. Basically, it was the pair, it was the siblings and the father of Richie from Scream 5, which basically was a retread of Scream 2's killer with, of course, um, Billy Loomis's mother. So that was my one of my issues. I didn't find the killers as interesting in their motives because it was a retread. However, my main issue is, of course, how all these main characters have a lot of plot armor. One character, and I won't go into too much detail, but uh, he got stabbed multiple, multiple times, more so than probably the last film. He got stabbed there, too, and he survives. Courtney Cox survives. She gets brutally stabbed, and she is still alive. I literally said, God fucking damn it, when when we found out she had a pulse. Just the plot armor with these characters, and they built up, like, say, A, a by A, and at the end of the day, this ghost face who looked intimidating, who felt intimidating, was just made to look like a chump because he couldn't kill the main people. At least one death would have been nice. Not, not any of the characters no, nobody's going to remember because they were new characters. Finally, my nitpick uh, was Samara Weaving. I love her. I love Samara Weaving from The Babysitter, from Ready or Not. But uh, she was basically the Drew Barrymore character at the beginning, which, again, I understand. That's why it's a nitpick. It's not really a main issue. I was hoping she had more of a role in this. I even thought she may be one of the killers. But, yeah, that that those were my issues with Scream 6. I still enjoyed it. It is probably number four in my ranking of the Scream movies. Again, if you want to check out the um, the, the original Scream rankings, uh, check out the, um, of course, if you want to become a subscriber to the podcast, Cost of Dog, if you want to check out that old episode. But I still recommend it. I still recommend that third act aside. I really enjoyed this film, and I recommend all of y'all to check it out. So... With that being said, we are at the end of this episode. Of course, we'll be back next week to talk about the Oscars. I do not know if there's going to be any movie reviews next week, at least new movies, because, of course, I will be uh, – work is going to be going to be working a lot next week due to spring break. And speaking of which, you have a nice and safe spring break out there to all my listeners who are, say, in college or in high school or whatever that are listening to this. Uh, this show is 18 plus, but if you are listening to it, howdy. And we'll be back with more news and more stuff to talk about. Also, I will be discussing my thought, my initial thoughts on WWE 2K23 because I'll be getting it on hopefully Tuesday night. And with that, y'all stay safe out there. Stay groovy. Stay scared. And remember, at the House of Chayton, the house always wins. Take care, everybody.